we thank you so much for the cross. Jesus, we thank you that as we approach you now, that it's not uh, about something that we've earned or could do uh, by our own hands, but it is simply by resting in your grace and resting in the righteousness that is found in your blood. What a huge statement to say that we're friends of a holy God who is blameless and sinless. Lord, thank you so much for that truth and that encouragement this morning. And I pray uh, for my brothers and sisters who are in there this morning that maybe they feel discouraged, that they'll be reminded of your righteousness. And Lord, for those of us who are complacent, I pray that you would challenge us this morning and push us closer to you. Uh, Help us to see our deep, deep need for you. It's your name we pray. Casey, appreciate it, brother. Uh, Casey's kind of my fallback guy whenever, whenever I am either out or John Hugh asks me to get up here and, and preach. For those of you that don't know, my name's Chris Kellum. I'm the worship leader here at Bellwether. Let me just pause for a minute. Welcome back. Byron's mom right here. Hey, y'all, y'all we, we prayed for her last week. We are in the middle of a sermon series called Ask Anything, as Jill was talking about earlier. And you can go out, like you can write whatever you want, drop it in there. Somebody this week, I know, but I'm not going to say who, but they ask, that, or they put in there, if, how did Jesus grow in wisdom if he was full knowing God? So John, you and I sat and we talked about this. We're going to break this into two weeks because in order for us To answer this question, the question within the question is, who is Jesus? I'm going to tackle that today. I'm going to tackle that today, and I'm going to leave the hard stuff to him. Like, welcome back from vacation, brother. (laughs) You know, um, and I'll be putting these things on. I've been trying hard not to, but, you know, it isn't working. Um, All right, so look, there was this video I was going to show, and what it did is it asked, it was these guys that run around on the street, and they ask. Uh, all these random people, who do you say Jesus is? And the answer is like, well, man, there's a, he's a, you know, he's a, one guy said he's a, a prophet. One guy said, well, he's, a, he's just a guy. One person said he's a myth. One person said uh, a scapegoat. One person said, uh, and this was probably my favorite, a really cool dude with a solid beard. <laughs> Sorry about that. But, um, you, know, you know, Jesus asked his disciples the same question. He did. He asked them the same question. Matthew 16, he said, who do, y'all, who, who, do the, who do the people say that I am? And they said, well, man, some people say John the Baptist, some say Jeremiah, some say Elijah, some say one of the great prophets. 2,000 years difference in those questions, and they're, they're pretty much the same, aren't they? I don't see much difference in the, in the, in the answer to those questions. So the question, who is... Jesus, it's, not, it's really not that easy to answer, but it is so easy in the sense of why he came. Let me tell you, let's talk about this for a minute. All right, Jill mentioned Ignite. I'm in, I'm, I am involved in this, and a couple of, well, several years ago, there was this camper, and his name was Robert, and he came out there, and on a Several days into the camp, I look over and I see Robert, and Robert's got his, his hands, well, he's got his, his, his head in his hands, and he's sobbing. 
Robert had just accepted Christ. And it was, man, it was awesome to watch this. But what happened was, he kept screaming, I can't do this no more. I can't do this no more. And he sobbed and he sobbed and he sobbed. 15 years old. I can't do this no more. The counselors, he was sitting in a chair, and the counselors had their, had their arms on his shoulder. He said, Robert, what? He said, I can't do this anymore. And they went, Robert. And there was this pause. I'll never forget this. Under his breath, just barely audible, you heard, because I know. Mama makes me and my sister steal so that we can buy groceries. I can't do it no more. Because I know. He screamed it because I know as he cried his eyes out. It's hard to watch. But the beautiful thing was we were watching as Robert accepted Christ into his life. When Robert met Jesus, he had that encounter. It changed him forever. He, he literally, he couldn't, he couldn't do it anymore. And I think when, when it comes to Jesus, we either are seeking Him or we're not. Is that fair to say? We're seeking Him or we're not. And look, if there's some of you here today that are, look, there's some here I know that believe in Christ, follow Him. There's some here that don't. And if you don't, I want to say this. Man, welcome. I'm so pumped that you're here. I'm so excited that your heart is at least open to hear about Jesus. That's good stuff. I love what Bono said. Y'all know Bono, the lead singer of, of U2? Bono said this, and he, he played a little bit off of what C.S. Lewis said, but he said this. He said, listen, either Jesus was who he said he was, or he was Charles Manson like crazy. Like raving lunatic were his words. And w whether you're here today just searching, or whether you're here today just to see how you can go deeper, I want to ask you what's, what's keeping both sides of that. What's keeping you from going all in? Great song. <laughs> would have been even better if we had just done that one in worship. <laughs> All right, so look, here's the deal. Um, whether you're here today as a believer, look, we're, we are, we're, we're fired up you're here. Let me say this. When I was a kid, I took, I took uh, swimming lessons, and I was in Lexington, Mississippi at the country club there, and I remember, man, I remember standing over, looking, thinking, I got this. I got this, and then I'd get a little closer. I was like, no, man, I ain't got this. And I'd toy around, and as I leaned a little in, some dude came and pushed me in the water. And I was like, help, oh, Lord, help me, I'm dying. And right about the time I thought I was, the angels were coming to get me, my foot hit the ground. And I stood up to water about that deep. The first thing I thought of was what kind of sicko throws a five-year-old kid into the water? That's just, I, I couldn't even, it freaked me out. 
But look, we're not here today to push you into the water. We're not here today to push you into the water. We're here to help you stand, help you stand, as you just look into going deeper in your relationship with Christ. If you have your Bibles today, turn to Luke 19. If you're using one of the Bellwether Bibles, it's on page 878. You're welcome. I know it can be kind of hard to find sometimes. Do y'all remember Zacchaeus? Remember Zacchaeus? You know what my first memory of Zacchaeus was? It's me going, Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. And I always tripped out at how the teachers at Vacation Bible School made me say, we. I felt sorry for Zacchaeus. I was like, man, talk about knocking a brother down. Like, wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree so the Lord he could see. Y'all feel bad for him right now. I know. We're about to preach about him. Uh, Zach, all right, so Luke 19. You know, the, the thing about Zacchaeus' story is it's very similar to Robert's, who we just talked about. They have very, very, very similar stories. Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was. But on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried, and he came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He's gone in to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Do you see the resemblance? Do you see the because I know? Because I know, man, hey, I'm a, I can't do this. I can't do it because I know. I think there's a whole lot we can learn here. But first of all, if you were a tax collector back in Jesus' time, Matthew, like, you are not very liked. People did not think that was cool. And here's why. The Roman government used to auction off the rights to collect the taxes to companies. The companies would put their bids in, and then they would, whoever won the bid, they would run around, and they would go to these regions, and they would hire people, and they would throw so much money at them that they would do it. They would do it. And when they did it, all the people thought that they were traitors. They viewed them as sellouts. So bad that the tax collectors weren't even allowed to come into the temple. Now that's pretty, that's pretty tough. Not even allowed to come into the temple. Zacchaeus did this. He was a sellout. He was, he went in for the big bucks. You know, reminded of the coming to America when he's like on the, he's working in the, with a fast food chain and he's like, next up, French fries. That's where the big bucks starts. You know, <laughs> 
But let's look at verse 3 and it says, he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and he climbed into a sycamore tree to see him. For he was about to pass that way. Zacchaeus was seeking Jesus. Then Jesus came to him. You get that? Zacchaeus was seeking him, then Jesus came to him. Verse 3 says, and he was seeking to see who Jesus was. You've got to truly seek him. Wherever we are in our walk with Christ, we must seek him in everything that we do. Look, John Hewitt spent years and years, six actually, talking to us about this, talking to us about What's keeping you from taking the next step? What's keeping you from going all in? He did a sermon series, and I I get on and I talk about this all the time. He did a sermon series years ago called Life is Better. Life in Jesus is Better. And I I always talk about it because I think even today it's the best one he's ever done, I have to say. You're going to throw that one back out again, aren't you? (laughs) But look, we've spent years, or he spent years trying to get us to go deeper in our walk with Christ. Now look, for you that don't believe, deeper could be simply taking the next step, seeking Him. Are you here today because you're supposed to be here? I mean, like really, I mean really, I'm serious. Are you here today because it's what we do on Sundays? You know, it's the South, so it's what we're supposed to do on Sundays. Are you here today because I don't know, you saw this good-looking girl and you thought she goes to church, I'll ask her out and y'all are here. Maybe your boyfriend or girlfriend drags you here. I don't know, really. Why, why are you here? Are you really seeking him? Jeremiah 29, 13 tells us this. It says, you will seek me and you'll find me when you seek me with all of your heart. Look at verse 4. So he ran on ahead and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. So look, first thing Zacchaeus did, Zacchaeus, he wanted to see who just Jesus was. So he went out. Next thing he did, he had some barriers in his way. He had some things that kind of got him small. Not to mention, can you imagine what the people felt about him? But he climbed up into the tree It says he ran ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see him, for he was about to pass that way. You've got to climb the tree. You've got to climb the tree. What's what's keeping you from him? Is it your job? Is it your kids? Do you have enough, you don't have enough time? Do you, I don't know, you got too much time? What is it? Each one of you here knows the answer to that question. You may not want to admit it, but we all know. What is keeping us from taking the next step? What about your past? Do you struggle with that? Any of you struggle with that? Your past? I sure did. You feel like you're, um, you feel like you're not good enough for him? 
Do you tell yourself, as I used to, man, now look, 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 Jesus, like, you know, like, if he only really knew me, like, yeah, like, I'll, I'll, I'll go this far, but there's this side of me, man. There's that side of me. He doesn't, eh, Jesus, he ain't going to like that part. What's keeping you? You think Jesus would take off running if he really knew what was in there? What's keeping you? Look at verse 5. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, hurry, come down. I must stay at your house today. When we seek him, he'll call on us. There's around 83 scriptures in the Bible that talk about seeking God. When we seek Him, He will always call to us. And as we see in verse 6, so before first you got Zacchaeus is like, yeah, you know, he's going out to see God. He's going out to seek Jesus. And then Jesus calls to him. He gets over the barriers. He climbs up the tree. Jesus calls to him. And it says, So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Joy follows Jesus. Simple as that. And when they saw it, they all grumbled. He's gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. If you're in church today, and you don't feel welcome, if you're in church today, and you're feeling a little uneasy because of your past, That's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. If you're in church today and you're feeling that love, you're feeling accepted, that's who Jesus is. Jesus was extremely comfortable around people totally different from him. And the crazy thing is they were totally comfortable with him. Totally comfortable with him. Like all these dudes that everybody else thought was just sickos, Jesus was like, Come on. Verse 9 even says, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. Did you catch that? I'm going to read it again. Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. This man, too. Zacchaeus was hated. He knew he was hated. He knew every time he went somewhere, man, there had to be people like pointing at him. You know, mom and dad's being like, yo, yo, hold up, hold up. That's Zacchaeus. Let's go on the other side of the road. Everywhere he went, can you imagine how he felt? But what Zacchaeus did is he didn't let his circumstances, he didn't let his past keep him from Jesus. He didn't allow his circumstances to keep him from climbing that tree. He didn't do it. What about you? Really? What about you? What's keeping you from 
from Jesus. I mean, ask yourself that, really. What, what is keeping you from Jesus? Because if we sit right here right now, I know every one of us can feel the loneliness that Zacchaeus must have been felt. He must have felt. And we can, we can feel his pain. What do you think he felt like when Jesus looked at him and said, hey, tonight, I'm staying at your house. And I ask you that because imagine he's climbing in a tree. Everybody there hates his guts and he knows it. People are looking at him like with just these eyes of hate. And yet Jesus says, today I'm staying in your house. As they looked at him. You ever felt like that? Today salvation has come to this house. This house because this man too is the son of Abraham. Can you feel that love he must have felt? This man too is the son of Abraham. The truth is some of you, some of us, we need to hear that today. You're loved by Jesus. Kind of can be hard to accept. can be hard to understand. You're loved by Jesus. You too can have salvation. You too can go deeper. Jesus wants you to climb the tree. 2 Corinthians 5 says, and 17 18 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. The cool thing about this is it says, The old is gone, the new has come! Exclamation mark. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Look, some of you are like, what? what, what, what? Huh? What? Dude, like, what does that mean? And here's what that means. Through Christ, God removed every single barrier that kept us from him. God reconciled us and made a way for us to be with him through Christ. Even though it was our fault, even though we're the ones that screwed it up, he stepped in and he broke it down. He took the barrier and through Jesus, he tore it down. And the only obstacle that's keeping you from being reconciled with God, you know what I'm about? You know what it is? The only obstacle that's keeping you, that's keeping me, that's keeping any of us from being reconciled to God is Jesus. He's done everything in his power to reconcile, reconcile you and all he's waiting for is for you to say yes. God doesn't count your, your past, he doesn't count your present, and he doesn't count your future sins against you. He's not holding your past against you. Look, this is something I used to think. I, I struggled with this for so long. I thought I wasn't good enough. I thought I wasn't good enough. In fact, I went off and I checked out all these other religions. I read all this crazy stuff and I thought Jesus was a myth. You know what I found in my research of thinking Jesus was a myth? There's more documented evidence that he lived and walked this earth than any, any other man in the history of mankind. A myth. So many people say that. I said it because I didn't even research it when I did. 
Never been another person walked this planet that there's more written evidence existed. He's not, God's not saying you're not good enough. He's not sitting there saying, oh man, he, you know, your past is, he's, he's not doing all that. You know what he's saying? That's why I sent Jesus. That's why I sent him. Don't let your past, don't let your circumstances, don't let what's going on in the moment keep you from climbing the tree. Jesus said yes to you, so you can say yes to him. Several years ago at Ignite, I met this kid. His name was, his name was Terry. He was a 16-year-old kid. He was sent to us from a boy's home where a judge had ordered him to go. He had been busted for stealing, busted for uh, dropping, skipping, out, skipping school, dropping out of school, drugs, fighting. He couldn't hold a job down. And Terry was... He was a piece of work, but Terry, um, I walked to the pool one day, and I saw Terry sitting there, and all the kids were playing in the pool, and Terry was kind of off to the side, and, and he was staring kind of out into space, and I sat down, and I said, hey, Terry, man, I introduced myself, and I said, man, why don't you get in the, why don't you get in the pool, and he looked at me, and he said, he looked at me like he wanted to rip my throat out. He said, my mama told me don't trust nobody. Whoa, okay, I feel you, brother. You sure you don't want, my mama told me don't trust nobody. Went, Whoa, okay. Terry saw himself as a troublemaker. He saw himself as a, a guy who, in his words, I think, what he said was uh, a wasted life. Wasted life. 16 years old, he's wasted life. That's how he saw himself. And it broke my heart, man, to be honest. It really did. It broke my heart. It hurt me to hear him say that. And then, see, Terry believed what the world was saying. Terry believed that he was a weirdo. He believed that nobody would love him. He believed that he was a thief. He believed that he was a thug. He believed he was stupid. And I sat there and watched it. And there was nothing I could do because he wouldn't even say anything to me. Dobby was there with me. Every morning I would lead worship. Every night I would lead worship. We would have speakers in the morning and night. And so I knew Terry was hearing the word. And I would see kids worshiping like crazy. And I'd just see Terry sitting there, staring kind of off into space. It's very difficult to, to lead in a situation like that. But you know what I didn't see? Teddy DiBiase came and spoke that night, and he, or yeah, that night, and he told him about his days in WWE, what it's like to get picked up in airplanes and limousines, and they were they were freaking out at him. You know, I mean, we did have to adjust the door to get him in, but he he they listened to what he said. 
He even said, look, man, go to Walmart and pick up my action figure. And I didn't realize that Terry was listening to that. He was paying attention. Terry had, he was seeking. He had decided, you know, I'm just, just going to see what this Jesus thing's all about. Terry went through the next couple of days and he, he heard several, several talks, several testimonies. And Terry accepted Christ on Saturday night. And I'm so thankful that I was there to be a part of that. You see, Terry, Terry climbed the tree. Terry climbed the tree. He had every reason in the world to sit over there and be mad. If I shared this whole story with you all, you'd be bawling crying. Every reason. But he climbed the tree. He did not allow the circumstances of his life to keep him from climbing that tree. You know what happened when Terry climbed that tree? You know what Terry heard? Today, this man, too, is my son. Today, this man, too, will have salvation. Today, this man, too, I love. That's what Terry heard. And Terry climbed the tree. Jesus met him face to face. And it rocked his world, changed his life forever. I got a letter from Terry a while ago. I want to share it with you. Dear Chris, hey, it's me, Terry. I know it's been a while, two years, in fact. But you know how it is when you got a job. Two years is a long time and hard work. I had a chance to come back to camp, but I couldn't because I had to work. I was looking forward to seeing you all again. You probably met my brother Michael. He was there in 2012. He's a good person, too. I'm still in the groove home, but I'm almost out. I just have to walk across the stage to get my diploma. I'm a senior now at Cahoma County High School and doing good in class. I have one of the highest grades in algebra and biology. My other grades are good also, thanks to my teacher, Mrs. Chow. She's a great teacher, and I hope you'll get to meet her someday. I guess it's true what y'all said. Believe in God and He'll make a way for you. I believed in Him and He helped me through it all. So I hope you can make it to my graduation on the 17th of May. I love you guys. And remember, I can do all things through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Your friend, Terry. I got another one that day, too. Dear Chris, I'm an Ole Miss rebel, praise God, working with Terry. He's been a joy for me this entire year. You'd be so very proud of his great work ethic. 
He is by far the hardest working student in all his classes. This year has gone extremely well for Terry. and He's a good influence on his classmates. I'm so thankful for what God is doing in Terry's life. God bless Mrs. Chow. You see, Terry met Jesus because Terry climbed a tree. When he climbed that tree, he had his because I know moment. Because I know. Because I know. You want to know who Jesus is? I'll tell you what Terry would say. He's the son of God who hung from a tree. Nails piercing him. Flesh hanging off. Blood everywhere. He died for you and he died for me. And as he hung there from that cross, he knew each one of our names. And he thought of you. That's how much he loved you. He gave his life up for you so that you could be reconciled with God. He's the one that says, come to me all you who are Weary, laden, and heavy burden. I'll, I'll give you rest. And as he hung from that cross, can you hear what he said? Can you hear him really? Because when I think about that, all I hear is climb the tree. Climb the tree. See, it doesn't matter to me, it doesn't matter to him what obstacles and what barriers are in your way. In, he's, he, he can give you the strength. And he's saying, climb the tree. Because he wants you to say, because I know. I want you to think about that tree. I want you to think about what's keeping you from that. And I want you to think about him hanging from that cross saying that to you. I have been in many situations where I've seen speakers speak, I've seen God work in lives, and it is it's amazing. I mean, it truly is absolutely amazing. If you're here today and God's working on you, don't pass it up. Don't pass up the opportunity to just kneel before him and climb the tree. Because he'll meet you on the other side. Remember what he said in Jeremiah 29, 13? You'll seek me. You will find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's who Jesus is. Let me pray. God, what a blessing it is. What a blessing it is that Jesus reconciled us. And so God, I pray right now that as people are wrestling with their circumstances, as people are wrestling with what is in the way of them getting closer to you, 
I pray, God, that you would put strength on them to climb the tree. God, it may be that they're struggling with just doing a devotion in the morning. It may be, God, that they don't know you at all and they're just, they're just seeking. They're just climbing the tree to seek. In either case, God, I just pray that you would blow them away by saying, today salvation has come to this house. Today you are my son. And give us the confidence, God, that we need to be all in. In Jesus' name, amen.